Warning, the following podcast has been rated listener R due to strong language, violent situations, drug references, sexual innuendos, and who knows what else. Listener discretion is advised. With that being said, hang on, sugar tits, because we're about to get wobbled. Welcome back to the Let's Get Wobbled podcast. This is episode 12. We have a returning guest, as I am so grateful to have, because some plans had fell through, had some other people that I had intended on trying to get on the podcast. Um, it was just part of a wedding not that long ago. I thought it would be cool to get the Grimsmen on, do like a Grimsmen podcast, but that kind of fell through. We didn't do that. Then I had an episode planned with somebody from the Motorcycle Club. Plans fell through with that. So... I got the best guest in the house. I am not Stevens. No, so it's sorry. not. It's not Stevens. What's up, babe? Hello. It's Kristen. Yes. So, you and I were sitting here. We're trying to figure up an episode idea because I'm I'm running short on time now. I just kind of cut myself short with this weekend that I had with everything going on. And let's go ahead and start off with what grinds your gears, and we'll we'll fill the people in of what I've been getting yelled at for the last couple minutes. Grinds your gears. What grinds my gears is my issue of always dropping my food on my clothes and stains. Like we went to dinner today, dropped beer cheese on my shirt, and then you're like, "Yeah, you look pretty good until you had that beer cheese stain on your shirt." That's not what I said. I said you looked cute with beer cheese stain on your shirt. I think you look cute when you have stains on your shirt. It's not your fault. You can't help it. Happens everywhere I go. Mine only happens when I have a white shirt on. But luckily, I wore a white shirt all day yesterday. And did not get a stain on it. I was very proud of myself. You did great, even eating barbecue pulled pork. I know. Did not feed my shirt. But you lied. That's not what you are going to talk about. You might as well tell the truth. This it doesn't is like grind a... my gears that much. It's just like a little annoyance thing. I'll tell you what grinds my gears. This is... What grinds my gears is that it grinds your gears <laughs> because when I focus in on something, like I'll tell people, you have my full undivided attention, but I can look somebody in the eyes and make direct eye contact, but I feel like it's awkward for the other person maybe sometimes, or I've just learned this about myself. If I look at somebody's lips while we're having a conversation, instead of looking them in the eyes, I seem to absorb more. And you were sitting here and not yelling at me. I said yelling, but you weren't yelling. You just thought it was funny. But that's how I listen to people. I look at your lips instead of your eyes. And you still don't think that I'm listening. Correct? No. Okay, give your perspective on that. I don't know. I feel like you're, like, I was always taught to, like, look the person in the eyes or look at their nose. That's where I always look. So when you look at my lips, I can tell that your eyes are, like, looking down. And I'm like, you're not paying attention. This is going in one ear and out the other. You're not paying attention to a word that I'm saying. When in reality, I'm listening to every word you're saying and digesting it all. And that's, uh, I don't know. It's weird. I guess so. Do you want to talk about the other topic, too? About. I don't think it's going to grind my gears. I know I'm going to win this argument no matter what. Um. There's a big debate on when you can set up for Christmas. 
Yeah, it's a huge debate. A lot of people have it, and a lot of people have different perspectives on it. So most people say you need to wait until after Thanksgiving before decorating. But Christmas sparks a lot of joy in my heart, and it makes me excited. So I always like to set up, like, first or second week of November. It makes me happy. warms my heart. You, on the other hand, are one of the other I set up for Christmas late for this reason. Not a huge Christmas person to begin with. I was when I was a kid, but not anymore. I set up for Christmas on the second week of December. And I will tell you this because the first week of December is deer season. So there's other things going on that week normally. Very busy. If you have other people coming in and out of your house, if you hunt with other people and they're staying with you, it's busy. Mm -hmm. Christmas decorations go up the week after deer season, and they come down just after New Year's. Mm. That's a logical explanation. I feel like the majority, I feel like the majority of people are on my side. I feel like there's some crazy Christmas people that do go all out and probably set up in November, but November is Thanksgiving. November is still fall. We're not in Christmas yet. We are in Christmas. No. It's getting cold. We're Christmas mode. It, you have to enjoy fall in all its glory. Why would you? Why are you cutting fall short? I'm not. I start November fall. probably gets pissed off because everybody's like, oh, it's Christmas. And November's like, I haven't even fucking started yet. Like, I just, <laughs> I'm in full effect right now. And you're setting up for Christmas. Like, fuck November. Because Christmas is in the end of December. Okay. People start decorating for fall. Late August, early September. I don't feel like that. So, early yes. September to mid September is when people start saying yeah. fall because summer and August. How are you gonna set up for fucking people summer and August it. in eighty degree weather? I don't know. People do it, okay? Oh, you feel that briskness in the air? <laughs> no, it's fucking eighty five degrees and my balls are sweating. <laughs> but people do it. So fall has all of September, all of October. It doesn't need all of November. Let Christmas have one more month, half month whatever it needs to be perfect you said let christmas have one more month <laughs> no yes now i understand if you get a real christmas tree waiting until like the beginning of december because otherwise it'll die whatever but like everything else it can go up the lights on the front porch the christmas smells no nah, i don't think so bust out buddy the elf not until the second week of december mm -mm. november 1st is way too early for me Okay, I can settle for, like, November 14th. No, you're <laughs> skipping Thanksgiving and the pilgrims and the fucking Indians <laughs> and the turkey. How can you set up for Christmas and the turkey coming into the house now and, what the fuck, there's a Christmas tree already up. I should be safe now. No. I just like Christmas. It's my I shouldn't, season. You shouldn't call me up and invite me to a Thanksgiving dinner and when I arrive at your house, I have to find out if we're celebrating Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner. <laughs> I should know. Just my opinion. Sorry, your opinion is different. I just feel like... What is it you say all the time? I have to agree to disagree, but I'm right or whatever. Yeah, we can agree to disagree, but in my head, I'm going to know that you're wrong and I'm right. Yeah, but that's it. But That grinds my gears every time you freaking tell me that. Hold on. Do what? Bonk you on the neck. Technically, that's still domestic violence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to need you to know, though, in all reality, I'm decorating, like, Black Friday. That's the latest I will start. 
Christmas decorating, Black Friday. It is after Thanksgiving, but... I could give two shits about deer season. You help me the week before deer season, get all my shit up, get it out of the attic, I'll put it all up. Boom. Go have fun with your boys. No, that's not like... If if the boys are coming over to my place, I just feel like that's awkward that our Christmas tree set up and we're trying to deer hunt. How is that awkward? You're going to be outside. It's not like you're hunting from the living room. Well, when we're done hunting, like we go to one specific place normally when we hunt and there's normally 15, 20 people and they all come back. We eat, we watch football, you know, football is still going on. I'm still waiting. Football goes on until February, doesn't it? No. Well, I don't, I don't think so. Isn't that when college, college The college. Oh, yeah, college. Championship is like New Year's or a week after New Year's, I think. Okay, so it goes after Christmas. Yeah. You're just coming up with excuses to not deal with it, okay? It's not that I don't want to deal with it. It's just people set up too early, and I'm okay with Christmas music. Yes, it gets annoying as fuck. I can only take a couple weeks of it. But when you start November 1st, that's too fucking early. Oh, I start listening to Christmas music November 1st. I can't. There's just I just can't. Maybe it's just from working in retail. I'm sure it is. Because and they, they start fucking, it on November they 1st. They get you. But I just don't understand it. I cannot do it. Like Hobby Lobby already has 50% off all their Christmas decorations right now. You want to know why? Because it's too fucking early to set up for Christmas. But you get good deals. So you might as well just start it now. No, you get good deals because it's people like you. <laughs> they go out and start decorating for Christmas now. I like Christmas. I know you do. I, I'm not a Scrooge or anything. I do like Christmas. I like the thought of Christmas and what it stands for. I do. Especially being Christian myself. But nobody celebrates my birthday a month early. Nobody I celebrates like my birthday two months early. No. If I tried to put a Christmas tree up for your birthday, you'd absolutely be mad at me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> so, my birthday's not in December on, Christ- okay. on Christmas. But I'm just saying you don't come up to me in July and go, let's start celebrating, babe, because it's, it's a month till your okay, birthday. Okay, I'm noting this right now. We absolutely are doing that next year. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, I don't know. That's just how I feel. I feel like you have your thoughts and feelings. I have my thoughts and feelings, and that they differ. Is what it is. We'll settle in the middle. So Black Friday it is. Black Friday will work, I guess. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Matter of fact, I don't even think I'm probably going to deer hunt this year. So. Well, we're not really living together, so I'm not too worried about. I would love to decorate a Christmas tree with you and like watch Buddy the Elf afterwards, but. I'm sure we can on a Thursday or Friday when I'm off. Yeah. But. Is what it is. I just feel like October, and November are. The time for the pumpkins and the Halloween decorate. I'm not even big on Halloween, but like, enjoy fall while it's here, because fall is the very last portion that you get to ride motorcycle too. I'm not washing away by any means. I just like the decorations more for Christmas. I like having a tree up. I like seeing all the pretty twinkly lights. I love to go see Christmas lights. There's just things that spark joy in me, and it makes me happy and excited. Not really that, like, I gift people a bunch of stuff for Christmas, but I also do get to see family for Christmas, and that excites me because I don't often get to see family, but. I feel you, I guess. I'm not saying you're right. I'm just agreeing that your points are valid, Mm -hmm. I guess. But let's also talk about what else happened today. So we went out to dinner, decided that it wasn't too awful cold when we went out to dinner, and I was like, let's jump on the bike, go for a little ride. So we're trying to figure out where we want to go um, here locally. 
there's not a whole lot to go see. We've already ridden out around the lake a couple times, and she even said, I'm sure we'll be around the lake more. But we just settled on going to see if anybody knows what the musky bucket is. Um, just a big earth-moving bucket. Very big, very heavy. I don't know. It's just kind of like a the only thing Noble and Monroe County have to offer around here to see. But we decided to go to Stephen's house before we left here just to kind of bullshit and catch up with him because I know you haven't seen him in a while and I wanted to talk and bullshit with him. So I pull up in the driveway. He obviously hears the bike outside. He texts me. He's like, hey, I'm just letting you know. Me and the old lady aren't feeling too good right now. You know, we're tired. Been running around all weekend. He had to work tonight too, so he was trying to catch a nap. And I said, yeah, no big deal. I'm, do you need anything? We're, we're heading out on the bike. I just wanted to stop and see you. He said, no, everything's good. So I'm trying to get out of their driveway and be quiet so I don't wake them up as they're trying to nap and disturb them or whatever. And their driveway is kind of, it's not bad really, but there's a lot of potholes and stuff in it. So I get through his driveway, getting ready to pull up on the main road, and my back tire catches one of the potholes right at the end of his driveway, lose my balance, and I was at a controlled stop. Let's put it this way first. I was at a stop, trying to catch my balance, and dropped the bike. Now, Kristen is okay, I am okay, and the bike is okay. I want to preference that before I get all this out. I wasn't moving. I just slowly laid the bike down. I felt it going off center, tried to hold it up. It wasn't holding, and I dropped it. Take me through your emotions, please, because I know you were pissed off about it. Well, I could tell that there was like an issue happening, and I was like, okay, hopefully he uh, adjusts this and fix it, and we're like good to go. And then I felt it like start to go sideways, and I was like, Stephen, please stop it. Like, please stop it. And my like, my foot caught the ground and I know your foot was like uneasy and I was like Clayton like what do I do like we've never like odd rules like <laughs> hey if this happens this is what you need to do I was like what do you want me to do like and I was just annoyed in the moment because I was I was scared more than anything um even though like we weren't going we weren't even really moving it was just like a scary like I was like I don't know what to do like are you okay like I didn't think I asked it in the moment because I was just, <laughs> you didn't. I was so you walked away when I I was scared. <laughs> I asked you because I, I was like, okay, because you were still trying to sit on the seat. Like I don't know if you thought that might help. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know. As the bike's laying on its side on the crash bars, I should say, you were still sitting on the seat. So I've done this before. I know I'm, your pride's hurt more than anything because it's stupid. It should never happen, but it does from time to time. So I was like, okay, go ahead and jump off the back seat. And I was very calm, very cool about it. So you get off, and I see you just kind of walking away, and all I see is your back. I said, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, I'm fine. I said, okay, are you sure? Like, what's wrong? She's like, nothing. I'm just irritated. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, me too. I mean, I got, I got my bike's laying on the ground. Luckily, where none of us are hurt. So I pick it up, and she's like, just pull it up on the road. So that way, you know, get up out of the hole. So I pull it up out, and I'm on the main road. I have my hazards on. There's nobody anywhere around us, and even if there was, I could see them coming. So I'm looking just to make sure nothing got hurt on the bike or anything. The bike is designed to get, not give, but like it hit the crash bar. So the floorboard come up naturally. The highway peg folded in naturally. So it didn't break those. Everything was fine. Maybe a couple little nicks and dings on the fucking crash bar. But other than that, that was fine. So she gets back on the bike. She's like, can we please like get off the road and move? I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, we're fine. 
That we were right in a turn, and that's what was scaring me. I could see around us. I could tell if there was anybody coming, and then I could have dropped the gear and took off. But... I know. I just didn't want to be stuck in a I know. Turn. And then we got up to the, the musky bucket. We pulled off, and I'm like, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, I'm fine now. Now that it's over and done with, I'm okay. I was just really frustrated because I was like, I didn't want to like get off the bike and you be trying to do something and not be communicating what like, do I need to get off the bike? Do I need to stay on the bike? What do you want me to do? And I, we never talked about it before. Yeah, I guess we never did talk about what to do when that happens, but it doesn't happen often. But that's basically what you do. We just ride it out. It's going to go and everything will be okay. I think I can get it one handed. Maybe. Oh, I'm moving it from the wrong side. That's why. Sorry. Trying not to break the podcast, but I need a nicotine break. So I don't know. I was just really scared and frustrated. I was more scared, and that just came out as frustration because I didn't want to cry because I was like, well, I don't know what the fuck to do. Right. Um, I feel you. But that's that's all you can do. At that point, it's not because obviously we just have one leg on either side of the bike. So your one leg and my one leg aren't going to help that bike get back. Once it goes past a certain point, it's gone. Yeah. Just easily lay it down because it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You get off. I get off set the bike up right now i don't know if you noticed or not the bike shut itself off i did not shut the bike off myself the bike just not you were probably too upset that i wasn't paying attention yeah the bike naturally shut itself off so the bike even knows that hey this is not where i'm supposed to be so it shuts stuff off so it doesn't damage anything okay all was good yeah all was good it was just frustrating the moment and then you took me out some back road with a bunch of twists and turns and i was like i cannot be doing this right now i'm too <laughs> anxious we're about to die <laughs> like yeah, that was so if you don't know where the musky bucket is people even call it like the tale of the dragon part two or like the part of ohio so it's on 78 out past caldwell so it is very twisty windy hills there's turns out there that are fucking wicked and i'm enjoying myself i'm like i love this road riding it because there's so many dips and swings and turns and i was enjoying myself and i I thought you would be too which i I, i'm assuming you did i did i was just really nervous at the beginning because of we you just dropped the bike or whatever and i was just like well that just happened what what else is gonna happen all was good Mm -hmm. it was a nice ride i liked going out there yeah Needless to say, this was a bad weekend for motorcycles for people that we knew. Mm-hmm. So, long story short, I told you guys earlier, uh, I was involved in a wedding on Saturday. I'd just like to congratulate one of my great friends, Jonathan, and his new wife, Bailey, Poland. Two great people. Um, I'm not going to get super into what all happened because I just got off the phone with Jonathan before we started the episode. He was uh, calling me and telling me that on the way down to the honeymoon, um, he was listening to the podcast, catching up on some episodes, and him and his wife were laughing hysterically at some of Kristen and I's episodes. And I, I just thought that was really cool to hear people like the content that you and I are putting out. And I feel like that's important. And I hope that we get more and more listeners reach out to us and tell us how much they like what we got going on. But congratulate them. Um, we did the rehearsal dinner on Friday. Mm-hmm. All of that went fairly smooth, I guess. The only bad thing was that the hurricane that hit Florida was coming mm-hmm. up. And we all knew that it was going to rain on the wedding day. We just didn't know if there would be a break long enough to do the outside wedding. 
and we did. Unfortunately, it just rained the entire day. Um, I did have a question from his new wife, Bailey. She wanted me to talk about some of the experiences that we did as guys while the girls were getting dressed for the wedding because they couldn't do anything on the wedding day. They were getting dressed, getting everything done. And the guys had to do a lot to get the venue and everything ready. But I want to save that for when they come on. It may not be next week's episode, but we'll catch up with them once they get back from their honeymoon. And I want to do a podcast with both of them to get both of their sides of it. and Also let them talk about the honeymoon too. But from your perspective, how did you think the wedding went from being somebody that didn't help set it up or wasn't a part of it at all? I really liked the wedding. Um, I had good callers. I thought Bailey looked beautiful. Um, Jonathan looked really nice. All the bridal party looked really nice. You complimented me a hundred times. You look cute. About how I looked. We had uh, uh, brown suede shoes, tan socks, tan pants, a white button-up long sleeve shirt, suspenders, and the boutonniere. And your bow tie. And my bow tie. I think we looked good, mm-hmm. but I just that's the one thing I do remember a lot of was you were like, you look really cute. And five minutes later, you know, you look really cute. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. I didn't put much effort into it. I just got dressed. I was soaking in the moment because I know you're never going to be dressed like that. I don't normally again. wear monkey suits now. But I could tell you dug, you dug the suspenders. I don't know. I feel like you kind of look like my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> you were playing with my suspenders a lot. Yeah. I'm, I was just a little drunk. But. Yeah, we had a great time. Me and the, the groomsmen all had a good time. Me and Baker. <laughs> just because there wasn't enough um, Bailey of Bailey's bridesmaids. So she chose one of her good friends, Kyle Baker, to be on her side. So it just the way it happened, me and Baker were set up to walk down the aisle, the aisle together at the end of the wedding and do our little dance as we mm-hmm. entered the reception hall. And it was fun. We had a we had a blast doing it. For as much problems as we had with the venue, and I'm not talking trash about the venue, you said you didn't like the venue. It didn't fit as many people as what I think they wanted it to, mm-hmm. but I definitely feel like it was very nice. I, I want to say I didn't like the venue. It was very pretty. I like. I know it. you just said you didn't want to trash on somebody else's wedding, and I get that. Yeah. I, um, I did like the, the venue was very nice. Yes, I, I do like the venue. I don't like the parking situation. I'm someone that and we were talking hates. about that too and i'm sure jonathan and i will talk about that we discovered another parking lot that could have held another 40 cars mm-hmm. just nobody knew about it yeah and we just didn't i guess advertise the parking situation yeah i thought it was really cute i liked it um i feel like if it wouldn't have been raining it would have probably been better yeah i feel like it would have but... too but when jonathan and i talked it's like i told him the weather doesn't matter all this other shit holding us up doesn't matter. At the yeah. end of the day, him and Bailey were there. I thought it was a beautiful wedding. Absolutely. The ceremony was great. The food was amazing. Which Absolutely. I, I knew it was going to be amazing because I, I knew who was cooking cupcake. it. I didn't get a cupcake either, but I, I went back for seconds. Yeah, we know. We saw you. So, we were making fun when of they're you. doing the toasts and everything, I'm like, there's a whole quarter of a chicken still sitting in front of me. <laughs> and Owen is like, oh, that's cool. You got that piece of chicken. Just let it sit and get cold. I was like, well, no, I'm, I'm going to eat it, but I feel like it would be rude of me to eat while these guys Just are giving their speeches. Just hold up your turkey leg, like, cheers. <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. But it, it was, I just thought it was fun. It was a really good time. I, it was a good wedding. And I, I will really get their it. perspective, and I will tell both of them what I thought, and I'll let them tell their experiences, because mm-hmm. I'm sure both of them have experiences that they just were 
in the heat of a moment of processing and just didn't get to let out during the day of the yeah. wedding. But had a lot of fun. I think it was cute. I liked it. But I'm very happy for them. They've been together for a long time. Finally, we're able to get engaged and get married. And I think it's going to work out best for them. I'm, I'm super happy, super happy for both of them. And I know they're enjoying this, getting ready to enjoy this honeymoon. They're actually on their way down. Like I said, he called me and told me he was listening to episodes. And happy that they get to spend that time together. It was great. Yeah, it was really good. I can't wait to see all the pictures. I think it's going to be really pretty. Yes, I am so looking forward to the uh, wedding party's pictures. Um, as you guys know, I normally, when I record these podcasts, smoke some cigars, have beers. I don't even have a beer sitting next to me. That's weird. I should probably go get one. But either way, we drank beer down there at the wedding, so they all got pictures of all the groomsmen chugging a beer before the wedding. Or... No, it was after the wedding, before the yeah. reception. And then every groomsman got a picture with Jonathan Mm -hmm. and everybody was doing their own little thing. And I told Jonathan, I said, Hey, I brought two cigars. I said, I think it would be really cool if we use the cigars in our pictures. He said, Oh yeah, that'd be great. So I went over, I got the cigars and the, the photographer was like, you guys do whatever you want. She said, because I love taking cigar photos. She said, I think they're really cool. So our intentions were we're in this greenhouse. Mm-hmm. We toasted up those cigars, and she got some, from what I heard, I haven't seen the pictures yet. Jonathan said he saw a couple of them. They look really good, like mafia-style pictures. And I just think that's really cool that we got to share that moment. I think it was really neat. So looking forward to seeing how the pictures turn out. Um, the photographer was great. She put up a lot of good suggestions. She was okay with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. you know. And the, the groomsmen, were, there are a lot of those guys are like me. They're not very filtered in what they say and mm-hmm. very rated R, if you will. And the photographer went right along with it. She's like, let's let's roll with this. It'll be fun. Yeah. And it was great. I will admit to Bailey, because I know she's going to listen to this, and I'll admit to Jonathan. Jonathan bawled his eyes out when he saw Bailey. Yeah. I saw Jonathan's face and thought, oh, fuck. And I started bawling my eyes out. Luckily, I knew nobody was looking at me. Nobody gave a fuck about me. They were worried about Jonathan's face and Bailey's face, which was great. So I could cry in peace and nobody was going to look at me. Yeah. I cried so hard because I thought Bailey looked beautiful. She really did. Her dress was amazing. My buddy that I've known for years, I've never seen him get emotional at all. And he couldn't even, he had to cover his face. And I was like, this dude just, I don't know, just pulled on my heartstrings a little bit, but it was great. Everything it all about cute. it was, was I really great. liked their wedding. It was but nice. to get back to it, I was saying this was a bad week for motorcycle stuff because um, I dropped the bike today. At the rehearsal dinner, one of the groomsmen wrecked his bike. Mm-hmm. Luckily, he wasn't going super fast, but he flipped his bike over in a culvert mm-hmm. and luckily didn't hurt the bike. It was nowhere near as bad as what it should have been. It, yeah, it could have been way worse. He was fine. Luckily, everything worked out. Um, everything worked out well for us. And even he said he was fine. His pride was hurt more than anything. Yeah. Nothing but a bunch of, a couple of bruises probably. Uh, bike wasn't any any majorly bad shape. Nothing was really bent or anything like that. Just couple, scratch. Couple scratches, couple dings, couple nicks. Some dirt. Dirt, really, but. Yeah, the the running joke was that, you know, 
he called, I don't know if he called Bailey or I think he said he wanted to tell her, but especially on the wedding day, he didn't really want to bother her. But he's like, I just want you to know, I tried everything I could to get out of this wedding and I didn't do it hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had a great time mm-hmm. being there too. I don't want to drop his name yet just in case he doesn't want his shit out there. But yeah, I'm looking forward to doing a podcast with him too. I think it would be great him and his wife because they were both on the wedding too. Yeah, it was a good time. It was nice meeting your friends and yeah. I spent most of the day with Cam, so. Which is good. I'm glad yeah. you and Camden spent some quality time together. Yeah, we went to breakfast. He sent me the Snapchat of you, and he said, on a date, kind of nervous. And then I should have, I was just busy. I had a lot of shit that I was yeah, doing. Yeah, I figured. I wanted to Snapchat him back and be like, oh, that's supposed to be my date, not yours. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I just had a lot of shit going on that day. Yeah, it was good. It was nice great. Day. So now we want to change subjects a little bit. Chris and I were sitting here trying to think of a topic to talk about. And our idea was to talk about the wedding. But once I got off the phone with Jonathan, I thought it would be more beneficial for me to talk to them. And they both agreed that they would like to sit down on the podcast. So I'm definitely looking forward to having that conversation. And Kristen got on her phone and was just looking at some basic podcast ideas of topics that people come across and whatnot. And she asked a lot of really good questions and I thought you know what this wouldn't be bad let's get back to the basics and let's just have some questions to ask you know Kristen has the phone Kristen has the mic I will let her ask me any question that's on this topic here and she can go on with it I will just be open and honest and answer the questions and then I'll give you a chance to answer that same question so go ahead with your interview I guess you take over the let's get wobble podcast let's get to know wobble get to know me okay um I think a really good question to ask is, what is a funny story your family tells about you that you would like to share? So you talked about that before the podcast, and I, I think I've I already told the story once. But uh, my mm-hmm. dad's favorite story, I think, to tell is the one about me getting my hair cut on my grandmother's porch in my underwear. Um, to sum the story up again, uh, I went to get my hair cut at my grandma's. We were there for the weekend or whatever. My dad talked me into my underwear, convincing me that, this is what they did as kids, so I might as well do it. And I I knew something was sketchy about it, but I was like, well, it's my grandma, you know. Okay, not seen me in my underwear. Or she has seen me in my underwear a hundred times before. So I'm sitting out on her porch in my underwear, and there she comes out. and She's like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you in your underwear? And Dad just laughed. He thought it was hilarious. But that story, I'm sure Dad loves telling. My mom... I feel like my mom likes to tell stories about back when I was a baby. So every year for my birthday, I noticed she has posted the exact same picture mm-hmm, of my first that. birthday. And then this new birthday, she takes a picture mm-hmm. of me and it's me with me wearing the cake. I had probably had more cake on me than I did eat it. Yeah. I think she probably likes telling baby stories. I think, you know, I think she likes telling people about my careers and stuff that I do too, but. If I had to take a guess, I would assume that mom probably likes to tell baby stories to me. So, same question for you. Uh, I only really have one. I don't know what my dad would say about me. But mom would absolutely tell anyone the story of... Um, around the Thanksgiving time, we always do a lot of baking and cooking. And she had sent me out to the garage to the shelves to get a can of evaporated milk. And I picked up the can, 
and without a thought in my head, I said, I shook the can. I remember doing this. And I said, why is there milk in here if it's supposed to be evaporated? <laughs> and she loves to tell people that story. And then I'm like, wait, never mind. I understand now. I had to be like 13, 14 years old when I did that. I've never heard that story. That's great. Okay, next question. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Huh. I would say Florida, but uh, not anymore. They just got hit with that huge-ass hurricane. That's that's the one thing I don't get. Like, I love Florida. I love the weather because those guys can ride their bikes all year round. There is no winter. You know, I'd love to do that. I was born in Florida. You know, I love being down by the beach and just the atmosphere, I guess. But, you know. Hurricane. Ohio sucks, <laughs> but I have never once been in the middle of a fucking hurricane or tornado. I have, like yesterday was the hurricane that came up it just rained yeah. all day my i my house didn't explode or come I, off the foundation i hate the fact that you live in a flood zone yeah i mean yeah flooding but i don't like that makes me nervous you know the summers are hot and the winters are cold as balls but i mean i guess if i had to pick a place probably north or south carolina it's where you get the both best of both worlds if you could live anywhere where would you live somewhere with mountains <laughs> i like mountains okay well Looks like we're staying in Ohio then, because <laughs> that's about the medium of. Um, I like Texas or Kentucky, because I feel like you're not far from the beach if you wanted to go. I I don't I don't know necessarily. I have yeah. not looked into it, but I don't know. I also think like I don't know Montana might be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Those but... are not motorcycles <laughs> places. Texas, I mean, yeah, but. Why Texas? You could ride a motorcycle in Texas. I mean, would it be not on... everything has to be about riding the motorcycle. Oh, sorry. Maybe I want to go sledding. I mean, we could go to a place where you what could sled. What if we get like a snow? Is it a snowmobile? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay, that, that would, that be, would be the same. We could have the motorcycle for summer and then a snowmobile for the winter. <laughs> Perfect. Probably wouldn't hurt here. <laughs> what snow? The, what snow? Did you ask me what snow here? Yeah. We had 18 inches last year. At one time. I don't remember what snow looked like last year. It was awful. Because they froze a shit ton of people at work. They had to freeze like a whole shift. Oof. One night. It was miserable. Yeah. What other questions do you have? What's your favorite holiday movie? You're, I, I'm almost positive <laughs> you told me you didn't like this movie, which blows. What movie? But if I had to pick a movie, it's mm-hmm. The Griswold's Christmas Vacation. I've watched that movie. Um, I've watched it twice, and I fell asleep at the beginning <laughs> the first time, and I fell asleep at the end the second time. So I've never watched it completely through. Yeah. Um, I don't mind it. It was okay. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's the one. Yeah. That's not the Griswolds. It's National Lampoon's. It I've is, seen both. It, uh, I've never seen it's both It's the same completely. movie. Is it? Yes. Why do it's, we... it's not called the Griswolds. I it's believe called National asked. Lampoon's you're Christmas right. Vacation. You're right. You're right. Mm. What is today, the second? Correct. What time is it? 9.41. Documented. Thank you. Continue. <laughs> you know, I did not know what you were doing. <laughs> um, I really like The Grinch and Buddy the Elf. I know you told me that. That's why I call Buddy Buddy. Really? Mm-hmm. So I have a best friend that we call each other Buddy. Some people find it really obnoxious, but it's just our thing. And um, we weren't best friends at this point, but, like, she sat next to me, and we were both training at our job. 
And she was leaving one day, and she like came into the office, and said bye, guys, and I said bye, buddy. I hope you find your dad. <laughs> and then it became like a different thing every day. So then it just became bye, buddy. Hey, bud. What's up, bud? Gotcha. Yeah. Great time. Good. Glad you guys share that moment. Yes. She actually hates Buddy the Elf. Really? I know, right? I said, how can you be Buddy if you don't like that movie, bud? Never seen it. You've never seen it? Uh, we're watching it tonight. No. Yes. I'm not watching Buddy the Elf right yeah, now. Yeah, we are. No. Why? Because. We will. We'll, I'll wait and we'll watch it closer to Christmas. You won't even watch Pocus Pocus 2 with me. No. Why? Is that... You. Have you ever seen the movie Rounders? No. How about what's that other poker movie? No, if it's not it's poker, poker. It's called Twenty One. Nope. It's a blackjack movie. Nope. Now you see me. You ever seen the Now you no. see me movie? Sorry, I thought you were going with a joke or something, and I was like, <laughs> well, I'm waiting for the funny part. <laughs> no, the Now you see me movies. No. Those those are kind of interesting to me. I like those movies. <laughs> the Minions movie was good. I yeah, watched that was the new Minions good. movie today. I, I liked, liked it. it. I'm a huge Minion fan. I'm glad we didn't go to the theater and pay for it. Not worth the money. I know. I think it would have not been worth the money to go see the movie in the theater. Probably not. But we had Peacock, so thanks, right. Dad. What's your favorite trip you've ever taken? Probably when we went down to Florida for my birthday. Mm-hmm. So I had family living there. That's like a regular trip. Just because I miss Florida that much, I really like going and spending time down in Florida. I've never been to Florida. Very nice, depending on where you go, obviously. Uh, my favorite motorcycle trip was Rendezvous um, 2020. That's cool. It was a good time. My turn? Sure, if you want to go through those. What is your biggest pet peeve? When people chew with their mouth open. I okay. can't stand it. You sound like a freaking cow. <laughs> Not like that. When you're like smacking your mouth, it just oh. it drives me crazy. Mine's super simple. I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast. I hate it when people leave time on the microwave. Oh yeah. Like, and I've I know I've mentioned <laughs> this to you, and my brother does it on purpose just to piss me off. I mean, he, he used the microwave to do the pizza uh, rolls right now. Mm-hmm. I looked at the microwave, and luckily he didn't, because it was set for the right time, I think. Mm-hmm. But when you take something out of the microwave with one second left on the microwave, just so you don't have to hear it beep. Come on now. <laughs> Either wait that extra second, or if your food's done with like a minute and a half left and you under overestimated the time, hit that cancel clear button. It takes two seconds. I, maybe I'm looking at the, the microwave and want to see what time it is. I don't want to see 1.30 or 001 on it. That's just a pet peeve of mine. I, fucking, I don't like it. Who has been your most important professional mentor? Um, honestly, with me still getting my social work degree and stuff, um, I've turned to one of our program. No, she is a division director. She's over all of our substance abuse treatment, and she has her social work. She has she's a master's, and then she's also a licensed counseling social work. So that means she, after she got her master's, she did two years of counseling. What about your famous? Who's your most important famous mentor? Like somebody you may not have talked to, but you take things from. I just asked that question. My professional mentor would probably be my um, college professor that was in my, that did the field of work that I did. Um, 
the professor that did the field of work that I was in and did took me through my college classes. He gave me a lot of good information and also one of the um, instructors that I had at the trade school. Mm-hmm. I look at both of them and they gave me a lot of good information, not only construction wise, but life advice too. I take a lot from both of them. My, fav- my favorite um, or my most important famous mentor, I think, even though I've never met the guy, I've read his book. I love the book. I watched the movie that they portrayed about him. Um, Rob O'Neill. Robert O'Neill. He was the guy that shot Osama bin Laden mm. on the raid in SEAL Team 6. Um, he just very inspiring. He's a guy like me. Mm-hmm. Grew up in the middle of nowhere shooting basketballs. Wanted to join the Marines. Found himself in the Navy. Mm-hmm. Told the Navy recruiter he wanted to be a sniper and they're like oh it's easy all you got to do is be a, a, a seal mm-hmm. he's like sure whatever goes through the seal training which is one of the hardest trainings out there yeah gets through it not only that gets on the seal team six which is the hardest team to get on finds himself in osama bin laden's bedroom that's crazy and he's a he was a nobody yeah. you know the, the first chapter of his books talking about him standing at some girl's front door with her big italian dad yelling at him over some stupid shit yeah you know i just think it's crazy you look at where people started and how they ended up and you're like how in the world did they get there and just to hear their story but i think robert o'neill is probably one of my biggest i think the only person like i've really ever read a book about um that's kind of famous is paul holes he is the one that Let's go ahead and jump into this question. Not to cut you off, but the next question here that I'm seeing on this list. List three books you'd recommend to to the audience. And so to me, when I say, I don't read books very well. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for me. So if there's an audio book out there, I'm, I would ask you guys to, if you guys like audio books, don't feel like you have to go out and read the book, but listen to the audio book. But go ahead. Sorry. Continue. You're fine. Um, I haven't read his book yet, but I've listened to his podcast and the way that he talks. But he's the one that, um, discovered the golden gate killer sure um he's on a lot of my murder podcasts and stuff but he recently uh this past year released a book and it was kind of like a memoir about how everything went down um i like the way that he talks and carries himself if i had to recommend the books that i have personally have audio book i'm gonna have to get on so i can make sure i don't butcher the the titles of I want to make sure I get this right and then we'll wrap this up. Hopefully we can get it all in one little segment here. But I know the, the first book, um, the name of it is called The Operator. And that's by Robert O'Neill. Like I said, he was the guy that um, was at Osama bin Laden's bedroom. He takes you from day one all the way up until, um, like I said, he was standing in Osama bin Laden's bedroom and even the missions after. Talks about how hard it was for him to get out of the Navy and just felt like his time was up mm-hmm. you know he did what he came to do and it was just very difficult for him um two books by the same author uh marcus luttrell he was in a very hairy situation as another seal team member but those books are called service and lone survivor both by marcus luttrell those are great books also if you're into war stories those are the three books that i'm working on there's also a book by burt kreischer that i would like to download i think because I've got two credits left on my thing. I will drop the name of that book. Life of the Party by Burt Kreischer. Stories of a Perpetual Man-Child. 
I feel like that fits me. And the last question that was put on there, where can your listeners find you online? So again, I know I've said this a hundred times before, but I'm going to say it again. If you guys get tired of hearing it, sorry about your luck. You guys can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Right now, I'm still dropping episodes Wednesday mornings. You guys can find new episodes every Wednesday. I also have a Facebook page called the Let's Get Wobble Podcast. Personal Facebook page, Clayton Wobble Elliott. You guys can find me on there. You can find me on TikTok, uh, Instagram. However you guys can find me, reach out, ask questions, leave rates, leave reviews. Let me know what you guys think of the podcast, because without you guys, this podcast would not be anything. Uh, Kristen wanted me to briefly touch on. I posted it on my podcast page, but for those who don't check out the page, just listen to the podcast. I've been trying to reach out to some sponsors here and trying to get some sponsorships rolling. Uh, did get in touch with one sponsorship, somebody that was trying to sponsor the podcast or I wanted to sponsor the podcast. Asked them if they would be willing to sponsor. I use their product a lot. They said, unfortunately, they focus on health, wellness, and fitness. Um, they spend a lot of their marketing money towards that. They didn't feel like I, I made the cut. Am I upset about it? A little bit, because I, I do use their product a lot. At the same time, I understand. I just don't fit their needs, and that's perfectly fine. Reached out to a couple of other companies. I'm waiting for them to get back with me. But until then, we're still going to keep the ball rolling and just continue doing what we're doing, because it seems like it works well. So I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast and helping me out of a tight spot because I really didn't have a guest in mind. I was planning on doing an episode by myself, but I asked you and you said you were more than welcome to, you wanted to jump on. So thank you again. You're welcome. Anytime. I appreciate you. But until next time, I will let you do the sign off. Stay wobbled. Stay wobbled. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.